Once upon a time, there was a lovely podcast. But Welcome back to the last and best episode of Tipsy Tailgate Media in the studio. We are not done making content. We are not done putting out podcasts, but this will likely be the last time all the folks are in the studio. Kind of sad, you know, it's been a great ride and we've got an award to show for it. Look at this right here. Golden Mike Awards, crowd favorite show 2023. Doesn't get much better than that, Ben. Yeah, Aiden and I will be signing it and selling it on eBay. We expect quite a sum for it, but <laughs> like we're the, looking forward to it. Like Tom Brady's sand that he retired in. Well, this is more <laughs> expensive than the sand, which we can't even confirm. I would that hope so. I would hope so. He was actually sitting on this. We can actually confirm that two celebrities did win it. So Two celebrities did win it. You're right. So I, I think that we should get quite a bit of money. We do want to thank you guys for voting for us. It was a great uh, experience, the Golden Mike Awards, to win the inaugurate um, Crowd Favorite Podcast Award. And uh, we got a little prize back, and we're going to use that just to make more content. So, again, thank you to all of you guys out there. Thank you for supporting. Uh, stay tipsy. And uh, without further ado, let's get into what I believe is the 30th podcast of the year in the studio, if yeah. I'm not wrong. About to do a double check real quick, but we're going to talk some basketball, NBA playoffs are heating up, Benny, they're heating up, Yeah. Uh, MLB is getting good, about a month and a half right now. I am loving the MLB right now, I'm loving it. It's a great time. The pitch clock works perfectly, now that we're about a month and a half in, I love that we can now see, to me, this is when you start seeing who's actually good, and like who... Like, I think the Pirates, at this point, are a legit, like, pretty good team. Like, yeah, I don't... No, I agree. Like, I don't think yeah. they're a fluke at this point. Um, obviously, things can still change, but, I mean, I think you can tell what teams have no talent and what teams have, the fight. have a chance yeah. and a little bit of a fight to them. Agreed. Okay, so, confirmed, episode 30. 30 pods in the studio. That's something to be proud about. Good job, the team. Um, me, Ben, Monty, Sal... Uh, and Sal's on studio with us right now, but we are excited to bring you this one. Let's start talking NBA playoffs. And, yeah, it's been exciting. You know, I have to say, being a Nuggets fan, thrilled. We're up 2 nothing right now in the series. We're playing tonight at 10 um, against the Suns. And then, obviously, the 7-30 game is your Boston Celtics and the 76ers now tied at 1-1. Yeah. So, let's go to the Boston game first. Boston to Philadelphia at Philly, uh, who wins tonight and who wins the series? Celts win tonight and they win the series. I think they win tonight, lose the next game, win two straight. I think they win it in six. I think they're just a far better team than Philly. Um, I'd agree with that. I think that, like, let's. I'm going to be brutally honest here. I think Harden's a choker. I think Embiid's a choker. And I think that Doc Rivers is a choker as a coach. So I think, yeah. I think that the three most important things to their team – are all chokers. So, I mean, I I don't respect Philly, especially as a Boston fan, like being a Celtics fan and watching us just kick their ass for years, <laughs> like literally just doing whatever we want when we get on the floor. Like, they, we get every bucket that we want. We can make any pass that we want. 
We get every single rebound that we want, and I think it's because Joel Embiid is a soft and fake superstar. I really don't think that he's nearly as good as everyone else thinks he is. Um, I think he was won the MVP this year. I mean, like I'm not gonna get mad at the that at him winning MVP, but I thought Jokic was the MVP. Um, but I think the Celtics order, are gonna kill. The I six. think in order to win three straight, he would have had to had like it would be like a thirty point triple more of a better. Like he would have had to average a thirty point triple. He would have had to have his best year yet, which like it's a lot to ask. But I mean, look, hey, I don't respect Harden, and I. I was thinking about this the other day, especially listening to some of our roommates talk about Harden's 45-point game in Game 1. Jason? And they were like, well, Jason was one of them. <laughs> like, they were talking about Harden's 45-point game, and they're like, oh my god, Houston Harden's back, Houston Harden's back. And I was like, why do we keep falling for this shit? First off, Houston Harden would get you 45 points in, let's say, two games in a series in the playoffs. You would never win. You would never win. You think he's gonna? You think he's gonna do more than what he did in Game One in this series? I don't. James Harden well, is a choker, has always been a choker, and will always be a choker. And he stunk it up in Game Two. The for that matter of fact, 76ers the entire team, not one player scored more than 16 points. Yeah, Harden scored 12. Embiid obviously coming off an injury, 15. Maxi has been great for them, 13. Tobias Harris, 16. Everyone else single digits. Um, I, like can't, that I, can't happen. I, obviously, the uh, I think most people want to see the Sixers beat the Celtics. Um, I think a lot of people are rooting for the Sixers to finally get over the hump and make yeah, a legit run because it's they've been kind of blue balling a lot of people. Yeah. Um, because they're fraudulent and they're not as good as you think, and they never will be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have the Celtics in six. Clearly, I'm not very high on the Sixers, and even though I'm a Boston fan. I'm pretty objective about the Celtics. Like, I kind of rip on them when they suck. I think Missoula's a terrible coach. I agree, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm i going to take the Celtics in six more so because I'm very, very low on the Sixers rather than being really high in the Celtics because I really don't like the way that the Celts have been trending the last two months. Okay, so I like I like a lot of what you said. Um, I do think the 76ers are kind of born chokers in their nature, um, with you know their key players. They're just not that good. I've just never been a I've never been a huge like Harden is the guy you have to rely on when Embiid's hurt. Yeah, bit. like I've just never been huge on like all right, like yeah, I'm confident. In that. Yeah. Whereas like in honesty, in all honesty, I would more so rather. Just a more like a well put together team compared mm-hmm. to two stars, and one of them is injured, and then one of them is choke worth. Like that is one thing I really like about the Celtics too. Is yeah, team. You, you have your star power, but it's not like you're throwing in stars just to have stars. They fit in certain yeah, roles. Agreed. Um, you have Tatum and Brown, who are great wings, um, elite two way wings. Um, and then you have a guy like Derek White who runs the point. You have a guy like Horford who can play power forward, and then Williams can play center. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Brogdon. He's you coming off the Peyton bench. Peyton Pritchard had a good game last game, surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Peyton Pritchard, honestly, he's not bad. It's just not great. Like, he does what he could do. Like, he comes on. He'll get a couple threes for you. But, I mean, if the Celtics lose this series, it will be them beating themselves, not Philly beating them. The Celtics will have to turn the ball over. We saw it in game one. Brogdon with that horrible turnover at the yeah. end of the game, blowing the game. Yep. 
Uh, I think that's what it's going to take for the Sixers to win this series, and I, agree I don't see the Celtics beating themselves four times. I agree with that. I think that it's going to go to seven, and then I think in another embarrassing... Colossal Sixers, choke job, the yeah, Sixers blow it. Exactly. I, I can think, see that. I think the Celtics win in seven. Now to my Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. Tonight they play in uh, Phoenix. Uh, Nuggets have a 2-0 lead. And I'm going to give you kind of my rundown here on how I feel from the standpoint of the the West. You know, like, mm-hmm. I feel really, really confident right now. All right. And I don't want to do a jinx job, but I feel really confident in what we have going, not only in this series, but for our competition if we do move on to the next series um, and in the finals for the West to go to the uh, NBA finals. I feel really good right now. I think people are finally understanding when NBA fans and Nuggets fans have been saying for a couple of years now, just please give us give us a healthy team yeah. by playoff time. And everyone's been like, oh, sure, whatever. Jokic can't step up. Uh, Jamal's not. It's just not like that. Like, it's so not like that. This team is so gritty. Mm-hmm. They've got ball players. Aaron Gordon is fucking good. He, he is, is good. fucking good. I don't he care what anyone good. says. He he could rebound the board. He could play hell of a defense. Um, he can he can score. He's been impressing me a lot. MPJ is stepping up. I was about to say Mike ways. Porter Jr. has impressed me in a lot stepping of ways. Up. And Jamal. I mean, he dropped forty a handful of games ago. He's so like underrated in clutch moments. He's a better clutch player than he is a regular season player. Oh, 100%. And it's 100%. And that's and I'm so happy that that's the case. Obviously, he's not on the level of Jimmy Butler, but he has that kind of it's thing kind to of him switch, where yeah. he plays way better in the playoffs than he does in the regular Which season. Which is needed because even if you do want to make the argument, okay, the, the Nuggets have one uh, true superstar in Jokic and then a couple really good guys or or above average guys, whatever you want to say. Now you go to the playoffs and it's no, they have two superstars because Jamal Murray yeah. is a playoff superstar. Well, he's not maybe a regular season one, fully injuries, whatever. He is a playoff superstar. So I'm very confident with this team. I think, I think it'll go to Game Six, uh, potentially, and I think the Nuggets gonna win Game Six. And uh, a little spoiler, but honestly, whether it's the Warriors or the Lakers, I think we steamroll any either team. That's just my okay. opinion there. So that's, uh, well, what do you think? We can touch upon that a little bit later because yeah, we'll, yeah, I we'll, might disagree with you on that one. I feel like you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with this series, I am on board with you 100%. The, I have the Nuggets at five, actually. I have Phoenix I like winning tonight, um, but then I think the Nuggets take the next two. And it's for something that we touched upon a little bit with the Celtics. The Nuggets are a perfectly built team. They don't have a hole in their roster. And 100%. they're the complete opposite in the way that Phoenix decided to build their team, where you add in KD in the middle of the season, yeah. and you don't know that he's going to fit. You think he's going to fit, and I would say, in large part, he has fit, and yeah. he's been good, but then again, you are tinkering with the chemistry that you've built with this core of players for the last four years that got you yeah. to the finals a couple of years ago. And I think that's something and, that's gotten forgotten in the and NBA. And with their bench. I mean, they're tinkering with their bench yeah. by trading away pieces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the the depth isn't really necessarily there as it might be with the Nuggets. And you know. guess who's down? Chris Paul. Yeah. So, I mean. And when you have no. this is yeah, They're yeah, going to have Devin Booker running the point? 
Yeah. Like I saw that the other day, Devin Booker. And I think that directly affects how he will shoot. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to affect thing, how Kevin Durant gets the ball yeah. as well. And I also think the only the only way the Suns can truly scare me is not only is if KD's going, but you're going to expect KD to be going. It would be for if Devin Booker gets hot from three. If he's running the point, yeah. I think him getting hot from three like decreases from like to like 20% less. Like just the just cuz he's I know he's not necessarily like he'll make space for himself and shoot, but just being on the point there's so many more things to worry about, especially getting the ball to another mm-hmm. superstar like KD. Yeah. Now it's like it's not going to be he's not going to be stepping into a shot. Like, I mean, it's going to be different. They also they need to get DeAndre Ayton more involved. 100%. He's I he's really not been everyone's like, a like factor this whole Everyone's time. really chirping DeAndre Ayton for him not playing extremely well. I don't think it's his fault. When he's gotten the ball, he's gotten buckets, he's played defense, he's gotten boards. Yeah. Just get him the ball. Give him the opportunity. And that's one thing. Like, you add KD in, and you take away from Aiton's touches. A guy that you were willing to lose an arm and a leg for in in the offseason to keep him. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going to try that hard to keep a guy, and you think a guy's that important to your success, which he was... On that deep playoff run. Anyone yeah. would tell you how important oh, yeah. he was on that team. He was great for them, yes. And now you're kind of just pushing him to the background. It so is. It's an interesting move. It was kind of like, you know, we got so close. If we had KD, we have to be better, right? Right. And, and then it's like, I don't know if you're like, oh, we created this four-headed monster. Well, did you really? Because you're kind of using DeAndre Ayton as a role player, not a superstar. So it's not really like having a great. four-headed monster. It's just like having a different big three with one of the guys from the original Big 3 not doing anything anymore. Yeah, and it does also feel like by getting KD, it's not, oh, you have this Big 3, Big 4, whatever it is. It's like you diminish the other values, and it's right. like you have a 1 and like right. 2 also there. You know, so it's. I think we both ag- agree on that. I mean, I think... I, I don't think this is the Suns' year. No, I, I think the Suns could go on a deep run next year. Um, yeah, there's some figuring out, figuring out to be done. Obviously, like I just said before, they need to reform their chemistry. Um, I think Chris Paul's a great player, uh, but he's gotten hurt a lot the last few years. Yeah. Maybe you try to find a new point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, agree. I, yeah. I think that the Suns have some decision-making. I'll put it that way. Some decision-making to do in this upcoming summer. Uh, but I have them losing in five to the Nuggets. Okay, so I... we. Very similar takes on that. Uh, now moving to tomorrow's games, we've got the three thirty p.m. game: the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat mm-hmm. at Miami. So one-one series. Yep. The Knicks have looked really, really good. Honestly, they've they've, they've looked, looked impressive. I think the Heat have looked very impressive as well. It's that's and it's making for one. Honestly, that might be the the closest series. Maybe the Golden State as well. Golden but State and LA is pretty I good. I think both of these Saturday matchups are the two I could see being more Game 7 types, um, giving you that big moment, just because I feel like they match up really nicely, both of these uh, matchups. But the Knicks and the Heat, it's going to Miami. Who do you think wins this game? Who do you think wins the series? Well, Jimmy's playing, so I'm going to take the Heat. Um, I think this is. I think this is going to be a... Uh, a rough series on both sides. I think they're both going to win some games. Okay. I see being highly competitive, but I have the Heat in six. I think the Heat are going to beat the Knicks. I think Jimmy is way too much experience in the playoffs. Um, and Bam, like another duo that 
just has so much experience from the last few years. They've been to a finals and a conference final in the last, like, four or five years yeah. or so. Yep. So, I mean, and we talked about it earlier, Jimmy just steps up in the biggest moment and he in does. the biggest way. He so, really does. Uh, it, it's wildly impressive to see what he's done. He's also the kind of guy, he doesn't run out of gas. He can seemingly drop 45 five games in a row if he really wants to. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I've always, I've always said this, too, since since uh, last year's conference final, if Jimmy Butler doesn't decide to pull up for that stupid three at the end of Game 7, the Celtics aren't in the finals. Yeah. Like, he'd go back to the finals. So I, I think I'm going to take a team that, in my eyes, was one bad shot selection away from going to the finals. There, yeah. I'm going to take them to go back to the conference finals. So I have them beating the Knicks in six. You know, I like – I. That's a really good point. My thing with the Knicks is I feel like, well, I mean, they've been very good defensively in the series and, you know, limiting points. They've also been able to score, and a lot of that is due to Brunson and due to Randall, who are both, you know, playing but dealing with some injuries. Yeah. A lot of people are dealing with injuries in the series. Yep. So, it is interesting because anything could. This is a change. battle of attrition. Yeah, anything could change with one injury, one re-injury, whatever it is. Um, I'm gonna stick with my kind of my gut feeling on this one. I'm going to say Miami Heat. I'm gonna say the Heat win in seven. Um, and I think it's purely just because I think there's just something to be said for culture. And yeah, a winning culture and identity. Yeah, and I know Sal is gonna be so mad. Because he's be like, oh, screw the culture, whatever. Like, he, if they win, but. he knows deep down that the Heat are going to win this series. I don't care what he says. I hope he knows. Like, I hope it happens. The Heat are a better team. And if they're not... Like, you can say that the Knicks have more talent. Like, sure, they might have more talent. But the Heat are different, man. <laughs> like, they're they tough. They really they're a are. tough group. And they're just so battle-tested. And anytime Pat Riley's involved in a situation... That team's got my got my vote. That's honestly you just summed it up. I'm going Heat, but I'm gonna go seven. I think it's gonna be, um, I think it's gonna be a great series all around. Hopefully, people could stay healthy in it. For Sal's we'll sake, exactly I hope the Knicks win. I just don't see it happening. We'll see. I think it's a very it's a toss up series. What do you right say, there. Monty? Oh, yeah, Monty also said man. that the Sixers would beat the Celtics. I, I mean, shit. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, after losing by fucking forty. Shit's over. <laughs> Add back the MVP. You lose by 40. Run it, run it back. Run, run back the MVP. Um, <laughs> they should rerun the votes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to redo those votes. Um, and then to the later game, 8.30 on Saturday. This this has been – I feel like this is your favorite series. I could be wrong, though. Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, at Lakers. Series is tied at 1-1. Tell me what you got. I hate to acknowledge that this is my favorite series, but <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. It is, it <laughs> like, is a lot of fun to watch. It's like LeBron and Steph is so sick. I don't know if watching them play each other. Have you seen the Monty? Maybe you have. Have you seen the TikToks where it's like it's the trend? It's like a bright picture, and then it's a and there's music, and then it's a swipe, and it's like a dark picture, but it's the same picture, and it's yeah, just a, like half. yeah, it's like a half and half, and it's like. Oh, it's a picture of LeBron and Steph when they were in the finals, like basically every year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, like when are there gonna be new players? Like, like this is ridiculous. I'm tired of it. And then it's a swipe, and it's like them both old now together. I just got goosebumps talking about it. And it's like, 
maybe the last time. I, I doubt it's the last, but maybe the last time we see them two face off. Oh no, I think this is the last time. And I honestly, I'm not even lying. I have goosebumps right now. I just gave me goosebumps. No, but and I it's mean, true. I mean, it's I sad times. Okay, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant about LeBron's Do career right now. Do your thing. So Larry and Magic had each other as rivals, right? Yes. Like you just have one guy. Yeah. And it's the most iconic rivalry ever. Agreed. LeBron has had like four insane rivalries throughout his career. At one point, it's LeBron and the Spurs. LeBron and the Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich Spurs. Yeah. Play each other in what, three finals? LeBron's one and two against them. And then at some point, it's LeBron versus Steph. Then LeBron versus Steph and the Warriors. And then at another point, it's LeBron versus KD and the Warriors. It's not really Steph anymore. It's more about KD because he made that decision to switch. Mm-hmm. And now it's back to LeBron and Steph. And then going back further, at one point it was LeBron and the Celtics. Going against the big three Celtics. What rival does Michael Jordan have like that? He's Who did Michael Jordan have to go through? So you're saying LeBron's the king slayer of every rival? Yeah. 100%. King slayer? 100%. LeBron Lannister? Who did Jordan have to go through? You know, Damn, no one. I, I mean, he he had like he had obviously like the Pistons of the time, right? He never beat them, and yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's had he didn't beat them until they aged out. I'm saying he's had competition. I do agree though that I don't know if any rivalry, especially, and I do want to say it probably has to do somewhat with the coming together of big big threes, whatever it is. Because LeBron would have to, it was more so like, oh, he's not your, oh, he's playing the Pistons. It's like, oh, it's LeBron versus the big three. So like, I think I think that helps with it. But I do agree. I I don't think. And now he's back, and now it's all wrapping up. To me, this is LeBron's last chance to win a ring. I don't think he'll do it, but I'm not going to rule it out. And now he's back with AD on another playoff run, and you have a chance to go through. Probably, I would say Steph's his biggest rival. In all of his career, I agree to this and point, and I think Steph is. I do want to hear this. And if you're able, if you're able to beat Steph on your way, well, while he's the defending champ and the Warriors are defending champ, they keep that team intact. If he's able to go through that team and then win another championship, he is undisputably the goat. So it's not even a debate anymore. Okay, so where do you and I? I tend to agree. I said. I don't know. I I I believe it was before he won the Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> but I know I said at some point if LeBron wins two more rings like it's going to be undisputed. I think I remember it's you saying that, that you remember, right before the playoffs started in the bubble. It could have yeah. So, and I I'm a man of my word. I I stick to it. I also think there's something to be said for just the longevity, how great he's been and then there's like two factors. It's kind of like the Tom Brady thing. So Brady once used to be the guy who didn't really have the stats, the the per year stats, the record stats, but he had the rings and the achievements mm-hmm. to put him there until Brady ended up breaking basically every record for longevity, pass yards, pass touchdowns, whatever. Then it's undisputed. Yeah. LeBron is doing something similar where yes. it's the stats are already undisputed and you know one more, I think one more ring. I think it puts them aside. There always are going to be those people though that watch, you know, MJ growing up and are like, there is nothing LeBron could do that 
that would overtake MJ's, you know, and I would, I would respond. Who did he have to beat? What great team did he beat? I do know for a fact though, uh, Stephen A. I've seen him on a multiple podcasts. He has said out loud he will never, ever, ever say that MJ isn't the greatest. And it's people like that that just like don't be so stuck in your ways. Yeah, it's you can't just say that this guy will never be replaced as the greatest of all time. Because that's just a narrow viewpoint. Yeah, and you really, you don't know what... And you don't know. You don't know. What if Giannis wins 10 championships? Yeah, that, exactly. I was going to say, Giannis... You, you, can't, to... you can't say that he's not the greatest of all time then. Like, what What are we doing here? Now, true. we just have a designated GOAT forever? Always and forever? Yeah. Well, a lot of people... That's different from saying, I don't think he'll ever be replaced as the greatest of all time. Get... Or, I don't see it happening. Just saying, he'll never... Not be the greatest yeah. of all time. That's just stupid. Well, th- yeah, and there were there were a lot of people. Um, I think it was a similar thing with Joe Montana way before. Brady, oh my God! Oh, was, he'll never not oh, be the greatest. He, he'll never not be the greatest. Was, like it was, okay, it was three, right? Three Super Bowls. Four. Four. Okay, got the four. One four, and everyone was like, he'll never ever be overtaken. Yeah. And then like this guy named Tom Brady, Tom Brady wins seven along, Super Bowls like, and goes to ten. It blows out every stat he's ever touched. Um. So yeah, so it, it's good. I do want to hear this. Where if Steph does his Steph stuff, wins the series, wins another ring this year, where is he on that? If he's on the top. Well, player, right now I have him at ten. Player. I think for the way he revolutionized the game, I think he has to be at least in the ten. Like, like I think, I think just like career from here, the way he changed the game, I think more so than. More so than the Wilt rules that they made, the three-point line. Well, let, let's More do so this. Than those, the three-point, like the addition of the three-pointer to be this big of a, is maybe single-handedly the biggest change in the sports history, right? Let's like, do this really quickly. Let's not, we don't have enough time to a quick put an down. order on it, but can you jot these down for me? Yeah, I'll get them out. <laughs> okay, so LeBron, MJ, Kareem, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. I think Steph's better than Hakeem Olajuwon. He's way better than Kobe. So we've got LeBron, MJ, Kareem, Bird, Magic, Duncan, Shaq, Wilt, Russell. Yeah, and then Steph. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Steph. Ten. Who else would it? I would swap. It would be Hakeem. I mean, if you want Hakeem in there, some people are going to be like, "What about Kobe?" Um, no. Oh yeah. Okay. So no. So that's that's probably the guy that would be in most top tens. Well, that's just wrong. Well, judging from what I've seen, it most likely would be it would be Kobe in all those top tens, and and then Curry would have to either replace like a guy like like Bill Russell or. I mean, if it's if if he's gonna replace anyone, who would it be on that list? It would have to be either Bill Russell or Will, right? Well, do you have Hakeem in there? No, Hakeem would be would still be out. If I'm saying if Kobe was in that list, oh, instead of Curry right now, who would? Curry well, I think replace? a lot of people would argue wrongly would wrongly argue that Kobe Bryant's better than Tim Duncan, which just isn't yeah, the case at all that. because Tim Duncan has a better winning percentage for his career than any franchise ever. <clears throat> so that just can't be the case. And he was the model of consistency, whereas Kobe was the model of inconsistency. Um, I mean, like, 
Kobe got carried to his first three rings by Shaq. No yeah, one wants to I, talk about it. I do know but that it's you're, the truth. you're not the you're not the biggest um, like R.I.P. Kobe. I'm not saying yeah, this to no, be an not, asshole. No, you're not the biggest Kobe for top ten fan. That's, no, that's all. Kobe was phenomenal. Kobe was great. Top tens, an elite, elite, elite level, and he's not in that that group. I think he just is so near and dear to all of our generation's hearts that it would be tough for Kobe to not put him in the top ten. That's my take on it. LeBron is the greatest basketball player this generation's ever seen. Kobe's probably the most iconic. Most beloved, maybe. And being the most beloved and the most iconic doesn't make you one of the greatest. Makes you really popular. Yeah. And I think people get popularity and greatness confused at times. Agreed. So, going back to that series, who do you got? Warriors, Lakers. Got the Lakers in six. I think they'll win this series. Interesting. I think the Warriors are going to start to run on fumes at some point. Because they've been on so many deep runs. And they did get a little bit beat up when they went on that championship run last year. So, and I think you're starting to see the wear and tear on certain guys. Like, you're seeing Poole take stupid shots at times. You're yeah, seeing Poole's Wiggins been, uh, disappear during games at times. Clay Thompson's uh, elevated a, his game back get a great game to like an elite level. level. Or, yeah. I think Draymond's playing better than he was last year. But the thing that made the Warriors so dangerous during their huge run was their depth. Yes. And the fact that they would take over a game when their bench would come in and they would just go on like a 12-0 run against another team's bench. So, and they don't have that anymore. It's actually the opposite of that. They need Steph on the floor. Their offensive efficiency rating drops by like 30 points when Steph's off the floor. They're like a plus 30 with them on the floor, minus 40 with them off the floor. They're just way too dependent on a 35-year-old point guard. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I don't see them winning the series. Interesting. Okay. So I stand by I stand by the idea that if someone if I'm looking for someone to like a second guy, if I'm looking for a second guy to step up, like say LeBron Curry, say they cancel out. I'm looking for a second guy in this series that I'm going to depend on. I think I'm I'm so Purely, you're leaning AD just because he is the best player yeah. probably left. Yeah, AD's the but, next guy I would pick after those two. But I just think there's something about trusting AD that doesn't sit No, right and I can understand that. I can understand and, that. And for that reason, I just think that the options that the Warriors have in Wiggins, Poole, um, uh, Thompson, like, I just think... I. I love the options. I love depth. I love multiple ways of, you know, getting getting points and not having to depend on one injury prone, you know, guy like AD is. Mm-hmm. So and AD had a rough game last last night. For that reason, I'm going to say the Warriors are going to win it, but I do think both of these teams are starting to lose like they're, they're like you said running on fumes. I think that and that's why I said I think either team that wins, and I'm going to say the Warriors are going to win in six or – I'm going to say the Warriors are going to win in seven. But I think either team that wins it, I think they get steamroll. I think the Nuggets steamroll them, I as think, long as they, the Nuggets take care of business. I think the Nuggets would steamroll the Warriors because I think that – Matchup-wise? I think the Nuggets just match up very well against them, and I think that they would just bully them size-wise. I don't think they could do that to the Lakers because really? since the trade deadline – the Lakers have been the best defensive team in basketball. And I think that's a detail that's been forgotten a little bit. They're not just like 
they're not that great on offense. They're not. But they create offense off of defense. Mm. And a team that creates offense out of defense with LeBron and AD, that's dangerous. And it makes uh, it makes it great for a great playoff team. And it opens up Reeves for his shooting ability, opens yeah. up D'Lo for his shooting ability. I, I, I think the Lakers are legit. Um, Ruby Hachimura is a good player too. Who now say, shooting a little far here. Say it's Lakers Nuggets in the West Finals. Who do you have? Who do you like? Are you holding by the Lakes or? I'd go Lakers in seven. Yeah. Um, I think if it got to that, I think I think I'd go Nuggets in five. But I hope it gets to that because that would be a cool that'd be an insane series. series. Who doesn't want to see that? That'd be a really cool series to watch. I um, just think LeBron in the West Final. Yeah, I don't think any team should want to see that. All right, I think right now we should just give our what well, whatever we think is going to happen finals pick. Okay, two teams. So who wins it? So I have the Celtics and Heat rematch in the East Final. I'll take the Celtics to win that. I don't want to take that though. I kind of think the Heat would win. I'll go with the Heat. But the Heat are a much more banged up team. Or, am I wrong? Or yeah, no, the Celtics will win that series. The Celtics will go back. A little bit. You know what? Fuck it. Celtics Lakers final for the first time since 2010. I knew you were good. That would be sick. That would be so sick. And I'll take the Lakers to win it. Yeah. Really? You think they got that much firepower? Let's fuck it. Let's do it. It's the last episode in the in the might studio. Well. Yeah, might as well. Um, let's get the hot takes out there. Yeah. Uh jeez. All right, I'm going to go Warriors, Nuggets, Nuggets, and then I'm going to go Celtics, Heat, Celtics. So it's going to be the Nuggets, Celtics in the NBA Finals. And like my preseason bet that I hammered onto DraftKings, give me the Denver Nuggets to win it all. Bring me my money. <laughs> Bring me my money. Jokic. I just think if we get when, knock on wood, who we get to a finals appearance, I think Jokic is gonna turn into like a legit robot. Like I'm like I'm yeah, talking. He's like, already a terminator. I think he might go like 35, 20, and like 15, like every game of the series. Like I just I think he's gonna just take it into his own hands. Like and as you long think as one of our guys can shoot a three ever here and there. If the Celtics and Nuggets were to meet up in the finals, I think it'd be great do you too. think Williams would bother Jokic at all? I mean, I'm sure he'd nag him and I'm sure he'd he'd uh he'd limit, you know, some scoring opportunities with his defense and especially the rebounding opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think he's a different breed. He's insane. I think he's I, just, I don't even know. He's he, nasty. He doesn't like when I think of him, I don't think of a huge. He doesn't like Jokic would bully Horford. He'd bully Horford. Yeah, and I he'd, love Al. He, and he'd run him down the court. Too. Yeah, like he would run yeah. him around. He'd, he, when Horford wanted to take a break on defense, he'd he'd go to the three point line and he'd, he'd yeah. drain a three. So I hope that's a series because not only for us that would be really cool. Um, oh, that would be really cool. That's the only way our favorite teams can match up against each other, right? Ever. Yeah, because Sox, Patriots, yeah. So. That would be the way, and you know we're not too far off, so that's interesting. And I would watch. The, probably the most realistic pick is for that to happen. Not even probably. Yeah. I think the most realistic pick the is the for odds that to on happen. pick is probably that if you're going by odds. Um, what that's, do you think? That would be a major water bet. That would be cool in the finals. Yeah, we could, we'd have to do something crazy. 
That's right. insane. Now, um, you want to shift to baseball for a little bit? Let's do it. Let's hit on, hit on a couple things. I'm gonna do. Let's do a quick a quick back and forth pretender contender for playoffs. I'm not talking World Series. I'm talking playoffs. Are they a pretender or contender to make the playoffs? Let's start. Um, let's make it. Let's get, let's make it a little bit more challenging. Baltimore Orioles. Pretender. Yeah. I don't think they'll get there. Is and I'm only saying that because the Yankees are last in the division, and they're not going to be last much longer. Yeah. They're 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 going to a lot of injuries. A lot. They have a lot of injuries right now, and I do agree they're going to turn up, uh, turn it up a little bit. Boston <clears throat> Red Sox. Contender. Yeah. Contender. I'm right there with you. They, they they're not even healthy. They're literally not even healthy. Yeah. And they're seven and three in their last ten games. They were supposed to be losing game after game after game, and now you have Duvall coming back. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is going to be uh, an interesting series. If they can, an I've been saying this all year. Watch for the Sox. If you can find a way to be like 48 and 40 when Trevor Story comes back and throw him at DH, you're going to make the playoffs. And honestly, I hope, we're, I hope we're at the point at the deadline where it's, do they buy, do they sell, do they sit put? See, and that, I hope we have the opportunity to buy on a pitcher Get us a good starter, whether it's, you know, who knows whether season is going to be, but get us a starter, and I, I know what you're going to say, I feel like. I've been talking about this. Yeah. I've been wanting to bring this up. I didn't want to overreact right away. The Angels are not going to make the playoffs. Might as well get rid of Otani for something when you have a chance. Go get Otani and then retain him afterwards. Okay, so I, I don't care what it takes. If you're in playoff contention, trade whatever it takes to get him. <laughs> you have a chance to win. This year, if you add Otani to the Red Sox right now, you have a legitimate chance to go to the World Series. Chris Sale, trending in the right direction. Brian Bayo, he's had a few good starts in a row. If you get Otani as a legit ace to work off of those guys, and then Tanner Houck, you could be four pitchers deep on a team that wasn't supposed to be able to pitch. Yeah. And then you add Otani, who can hit the shit out of the baseball. Do whatever it takes. If you're in contention and the Angels aren't, which they won't be because they're a joke, they won't be in contention, do whatever it takes to get him this year. Do not let him go to the Yankees. Do not let that happen. So here's my little take on it. One, completely agree that if they are not... If they are not over five, not even five, if they are not over a 500 team at the deadline, the Angels are going to trade Shohei Otani purely from the fact of if they don't trade him, they lose maybe the greatest player in baseball history for nothing. nothing. For nothing. So, so deadline comes. If you're going to know you're not going to get him because you're not contending, you have to ship him off. Now, for a while, I was like, nobody's going to be able to pay the sum that any team's going to want or that the Angels are going to want for Shohei. The more I think about it, every team is probably thinking that. So every team is going to be like, we're just going to wait, keep all of our prospects, and then sign them in free agency. I was just about to say that everyone's building up their capital right now or maintaining their capital yeah. to make a trade for him at the deadline. So that's that's the thing. It's I think it's going to be like, oh, people are going to be throwing themselves at, oh, we're going to give you our top five prospects, our top seven prospects, the two top prospects in the league, whatever it is, and they'll make some good offers. But I think it'll also be – it's going to come down to – Look, look, as the Angels, we, we're going to trade them no matter what. So we're going to just take our best offer. And I think it's not going to be as crazy as it was for a Soto deal. Because yeah. people are going to realize, they're going to be like, 
all right, if we just sit put, we might have the chance of getting him in free agency with keeping our top five prospects, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And on top of it, on top of it too. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those situations where Otani has a say in where he wants to go. 100%. When he gets traded. You have to. You have to give him it. The Red Sox are an appealing team he, to go to. We talked about this on Speaking I would, Sox. I would say he. I would say we are a top three market he wants to go to. Yeah. At well, least. In terms of market and city you want to play in, mm-hmm. we might be number one because it's the Red Sox. Maybe. It's Fenway Park. Great reputation. We talked about this on Speaking Sox. Great re- reputation with uh, Japanese, Japanese players. players. And now you have Masataki Yoshida. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be rookie of the year. If we get on a roll, him and Rafi are going to get MVP votes. That could be a major draw for Otani. Listen, I think think this month, and we talked about this on the podcast, go check it out, Speaking Socks, uh, episode one of season two, already out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. But we talked about this on that pod. We were basically saying that, look, if we dominate this month and – like, great start with the Blue Jays' win, uh, yep. series win. If we take over this month and we do great, it's so important for us because it's such a hard series opponent-wise that we could set ourselves up for a all-star or a all-star break, trade deadline, stories comes back, you already get Duval back, story comes back, you then have the chance to bring a guy in like yep. him and you're going to be above 500. That is not only a contender. Th- that's a scary sight. For that's the a favorite to come out of the American yeah. League. I mean, the can you imagine the line? Okay, Verdugo, Yoshi, Devers, Story, Duvall, Otani. Oh, fuck. <laughs> put Otani <laughs> there. Uh, Duran has been hitting it. Uh, who am I? Even Arroyo gonna- would be in there just for defensive Arroyo, purposes. Arroyo. I mean, Colton Wong. Wong. Chang or McGuire, even it, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Casas, who knows if he gets going? Oh, please, no. <laughs> Turner, did you mention Turner? Oh, JT, like that's what I'm saying. Like, that that would be one of the best lineups. This is line. a, I don't want to overreact. Exciting. This is a pretty exciting solid team. Thought. Exciting it's a good thought. ball club, plus the fact that he could pitch the hell out of them. He's a better pitcher than he is a hitter. Raphael um, Devers has 11 home runs, he has 31 RBIs. Yeah, 31. He's played 32 games. <laughs> He's played in 32 games and he has 31 RBIs. That's insane. He's insane. So, all right, I want to bring this up to you. Um, I want to know, who do you think wins this trade? And this is a poll. Follow us on Twitter as well, Tipsy Tailgate Media. Fernando Tatis Jr., Shohei Otani. In a direct trade, Otani to the Padres, uh, Tatis to the Angels. Who do you think wins? And consider these things as well because it is a, something to be considered. So Otani is 28 years old. Tatis is 23. Otani does have hitting and pitching value, obviously. And the most important thing is Otani's on a contract year. So if you don't lock him up, he is hitting free agency. While Tatis is locked up for, I believe, 12 more years. And he won't hit $30 million a year annually on his contract until 2032. Yeah. So he's getting paid 17 to $23 million somewhat. Every year until about like 2030, 2032. It's a cop-out answer, but the pods win in the short term, getting Otani for this year in this playoff run, Yeah. but the Angels win in the long term, having that valuable contract. And I literally think it would come down, and I think it would be such a hard trade to evaluate because I think it would come down to, all right, if the Padres, so the Padres, they don't lose much hitting because Tatis and, and Otani are very similar. Mm-hmm. I would I would give Tatis the nod a little bit. 
on hitting, but then you get a top five pitcher in the league in Otani. Say if the Padres would win that this year after that trade, I would give obviously they win the trade. If the Padres even if they didn't win, if they would re-sign Otani, I would give them the win. But you wouldn't know that until after the trade. Right. On this poll, a lot uh sixty percent said that the Padres would win. Meaning getting Otani for one year is more valuable than Tatis for twelve. Um I asked my fr- I for my personal opinion and I asked my friend um and that's baseball on YouTube check him out great baseball videos we both agreed that getting Tatis would be the better move for what you said contract wise right you know getting value back interesting little scenario that I just wanted to throw out there though um so back to contender pretender uh I think the rest of the AL East we know Rays Blue Jays Yankees they're all they're all contenders. They're all contenders. It's insane it's crazy how good this division is. And, yeah, I mean, and then the Orioles are second in the division right now, and, you know, we're calling them pretenders because there's just too much contenders. I think there's too much talent too much in the division. Uh, what do you think about the Twins? 18 and 14, leading the Central right now. Okay, I'm going to say they're contenders purely because their division sucks. Yeah, it hasn't been great this year. The Guardians... Um, fourteen and seventeen, a little bit of a slow. To me, they're a major disappointment. The Guardians, a major disappointment. Um, White Sox, disband your franchise. They suck. Please, they They are such a bad franchise. It's sad to see. Um, Tigers, thirteen, seventeen. You know, one game behind the Guardians. Honestly, not even half a game. Uh, Royals, eight and twenty-four. Very, 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 like shocking. Mm -hmm. There, completely terrible. Even though nobody really expected them to be good. Guardians, though, what do you think? Pretend they're contender. They're a pretender. I, I don't think they're going to figure it out. I really don't. Um, it's disappointing, too, because they have talent on the team. They just they seemingly can't put it together right now. And it's not like – to me, you can tell with the team what their vibe is going to be all year in the first – there are certain teams where you can tell, like a month and a half in. There's just something about them I don't like. And – yeah. And I'm going to spoil one that we're going to have a little bit later. I feel the same way about the Seattle Mariners. I think they're going to be a 500 team all year. I think that Really? Well, I think those two teams are very similar. Well, I they think, boom or they bu- they I think they had such a boom last year that they're going to disappoint this year because of the emotional high from last year. And when you're a young team like that, it's hard to it's the old it's old cliche not too high, not too low. I think they got a little drunk on their success given the drought that they had and how much uh, love they were receiving in the city and how much attention they were getting across the nation. So um, I, I think the Mariners are a pretender, not not to spoil it. Well, so that was going to be the next division. Mariners, pretender for you. I'm still going to go contender just because I, tr- I believe in them. <laughs> um, Astros, 16 and 15, a little bit disappointing. Contender. They are banged up. They're going to come back. They're going to come back. Uh, Angels, we both kind of... Right, pretender. Pretender. You have eighteen, fourteen, second in the division. Not a bad start at all. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say pretender. I think it'll catch up to them. Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers. This is cool. Eighteen and twelve. I'm gonna go contender. I, 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 I they have a spark to them that I really like right now. I, yeah. Degrom's health is wildly concerning. Yes. Wildly concerning. But they did a lot better job than I thought they did in the off season. Mm. And I mean. We've seen it the last few years. Nate Evaldi isn't a terrible, no, like number one no, pitcher no, 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 to have for he, spurts. Yes, he could. He could 
he'll play in in, a, in any. Rookie. He can rip a lot of innings and then make his next start. He can go nine innings and make his next start, no problem. Which is something that is missing from today's MLB. He's a throwback pitcher. I'm not saying that. He, obviously, well, I'm not saying that he's Nolan hard, Ryan. Pass him, yeah. He's a Nolan Ryan style of guy where Eat innings, it yeah. doesn't matter how long he goes. He's gonna throw hard the whole the whole game. Uh, he really doesn't care about his health. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the Rangers got something going. Okay, and then I also think that their lineup is very underrated. Yes. So first of all, Marcus Semyon, you know, they gave him the bag, of course. Nathaniel Lowe is a very good hitter. Their first baseman, very, very, very good hitter. He's hitting three for them usually. Adoles Garcia coming off a three home run game earlier this year. He's been unreal for them. Plus, he's got the best arm in the league. Best arm in right in right uh-huh. in the league. Josh Young. Third baseman, <coughs> former prospect. He's been playing great for them. Jonah Heim, I love him. I'm obsessed with this guy. Switch hitting, uh, catcher, playing DH for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Love him. You know, great hitter, doubles, homers. Uh, and then they've got other pieces. I don't know. Um, Corey Seager, I, I hope he's not hurt. I didn't uh, know that Sandy Leon was a uh, a ranger. Yeah. Dude, That's Sandy, unreal. The, yeah, exactly. Um Robbie Grossman, they've got guys. You know, Corey Seager, like I said, they've got guys. Very, very exciting team, very exciting lineup. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Contender going to the NL Mets, 16-16, New York Mets. What do we got? Pretender. <coughs> really? Pretender. Wow. Really? I think they're the same old Mets again. I'm going to listen to Sal. Really? Same old Mets. What do you think about the Phillies then? Contender. 15 and 17. Got their leader back. That's all they needed. This is, I'm worried about the Sox in the Philly series. I believe the first game's today, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm concerned. On the mound. I'm worried. I'm really worried. I, I think that, uh, is Sale going for us? Yeah, Sale Wheeler. I mean, Sale won his last. That's what Sale we get. He's been good two starts in a row. Sale won his last ace matchup, so hopefully he can do it again. Um, be huge for us. Huge. But, fuck, Phillies are good. And I want us to stay hot. That's why it kind of sucks that I think I think we're trending like this, and I think the Phillies are trending like that too. And I don't want us. To and I don't want us to lose our magic against them. So hopefully the Phillies play like pretenders for the next couple of days. But I think overall they are contenders. I'm gonna go contender for both of them: Mets, Phillies, obviously the Braves. Yes, um, I think the Mets will figure it out. I'm just way too confident in in this roster. Uh, injuries aside. Then the Pirates, twenty and twelve, they've got the best record, no second best record in the NL behind the Braves. Contender, pretender. I'm gonna go contender. Oh, gonna go contender. I was ripping them, no less than a week ago. Yeah. On the pod, or a week ago exactly, rather. They're they're good, man. <laughs> they're good. Fun team to watch. It's not. I think people get too focused on roster in the MLB. You need a great roster to win, like, 105 games. You don't need a great roster to make the playoffs. You just need to get hot. You can ride a hot, like a hot wave, excuse me, throughout the whole season. Mm. It can happen. Yeah. 2013 Red Sox were not a good team. On paper, they were not a great team at all. They got hot the whole year and won, won the World Series. Like, you don't need to be a perfectly constructed team. And I think that's exactly what the Pirates are. I think they're just... An energized group. They also they have a magical feel to them right now. They had that minor leaguer who's what yeah. thirty three years old. Yeah, he had 
what was it, 13 years in the minors, gets called up for the first time, gets a hit, leave an RBI. They got well. they got a bit of magic to him. And I'm a big team of destiny guy. Like I think the Mariners last year were a bit of a team of destiny. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of talent. They do. But the Pirates, they got something going, and I'm I'm not going to criticize them right now. So I'm going to go pretender for the Pirates, but I do love everything that they're doing. And I do think that they'll be in the wild card race. I think yeah. they're going to miss out on it, but I think they'll be in the wild card race. Um, Brewers contender, right? We can oh, 100%. Uh, now, this, this is where it gets interesting. The Cubs, what do you think? They've had a really I want to say contender, but right now I can't. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with pretender. I'm going to say because we're contender, pretender for the playoffs, to make the playoffs, I'm going to say contender. I think that there's a shot There's a shot they can make the playoffs uh, as a wild card team. Now the Cardinals have had the – they've been the most disappointing team in the entire league. Ten One and nine in their last ten. They're ten and 22. It's very disappointing. What do you think? They suck. They suck. They might be digging themselves too big of a hole. No, I was about to say, you say, can't put yourself this far behind yeah. the eight ball. If you were like eight games under 500, all right, maybe you can crawl out of that. 12 games? Yeah. 12? That's that's like... I mean, they're behind the Reds. That's three weeks of baseball that you have yeah. to make win up. all your games to make up. So, Yeah, I agree. I think they dig them, dug themselves a little bit too big of a hole. With that said, though, I, used to, I, I was so high on this team last year. This year, I... I I said that I could see regression, and I did not see it like this. This is crazy regression. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say pretenders for the year. I think, sadly, I think they might have to trade. They might have to sell Goldschmidt at the deadline. You know, he's getting up there. If they want to kind of keep this ball rolling, because they have a ton of prospects. Nolan Gorman's been great. Yeah, Jordan Walker had a good stint, and then he's gonna come back up. You know, they've got a lot of guys. I don't know. I mean, Goldschmidt's getting up there. They might have to trade him at the deadline. Yo. Who needs a first baseman? Is there, is there a team in Boston that needs a first baseman? I, I, I believe so. Oh, I think Paul, Paul Goldschmidt would be cool. I think that'd be a nice trade. Yo, can you imagine? There's no shot they do it. No, you don't know that. There's no shot. You really don't know that. You don't know that. Okay, would you rather trade for Goldschmidt? What's Goldschmidt's contract? Definitely a lot. Probably like 35. But how many years? Uh, it's got to be... He's making $26 million in 2023, and it's a five-year deal that ends, if only the Wi-Fi here, <laughs> it ends in 2025, he's a free agent. Yo. All right, so would you rather... Goldschmidt. <laughs> would you rather trade more capital to get Otani... And maybe not keep him, even though I think he would stay if you trade for him and go on a run. Or would you rather trade less capital for Goldschmidt and know that you have him for the next few years? Both. <laughs> I don't like know. Maybe I, I, I would rather trade for Goldschmidt well, this year if Costas and then keeps, sign Otani next year. If Costas keeps playing decent. Get two good games in a row. That's not. Listen, like how much more would you have to throw in? Not as much as you'd yeah. think. No, really. Like, what, one of the best prospects in baseball? We got uh, Sedane Rafaela, who's who's probably, I think, our third best prospect. Marcelo Myers, our number one, but I don't think he's going anywhere. We've got a couple decent pitching prospects. Uh, catcher, that's decent. Blaze Jordan, who I don't know how where he stands now. Like, Casas for Goldschmidt, throwing a little more in your end. That's, that's a good deal. 
I mean, we keep an eye on it. That would be sick. That, getting Goldschmidt would be sick. Um, Dodgers, contenders. Oh, yeah. Diamondbacks. Okay, I want to touch upon one thing in particular with the Dodgers. Give me a second here. I've got to pull up some numbers. Can we stop shitting on Clayton Kershaw, the baseball world? He's been nasty. Saying that he's not elite anymore. I've been saying the last five years that he's still elite, and people have been trying to tell me that he isn't. He is 5-1 and one with a 1.89 ERA. Yeah, he's nasty. He's still one of the best players in the world, not even pitcher. He's one of the best players. I don't understand why people all of a sudden became so anti-Kershaw. He's nasty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't see it either. He's in the Cy Young race. Yeah. He would no, be my pick for Cy Young right now in the NL. Yeah. There's there's no argument to, as to why he's falling off. I mean, maybe injuries you could say, but he's been great so far and as long as he stays healthy, you know. Great great season for him. What do you think about the Diamondbacks? Pretender contender. I want to say contender, but I'm going to go with pretender. I think uh, pretender for this year. They're um, building something good. They're I, building something. I think something. they're building something great. I'm. I love what they're doing. I think if I think it would be so cool if Otani went there and they just like in like two years they were just like a dynasty. I just think it it doesn't so cool. help them that they're 17 and 14 and the Padres are sitting right behind them at 17 and 15. Yeah, and they're just waiting to go on a run. Yeah, the Padres are just. The Padres have been so bad and so cold, and they're just seventeen and fifteen right there. So, and then the Padres the team's finally together. The Padres finally have their team together. I I I think within this month to the next month, they're gonna start to heat up, and then I think next month they're gonna get hot. I, well, I, I think, think they're gonna look like the best team in all of baseball. I think within the next month they'll be first in their division again, maybe first in the entire National League. Yeah, I mean, all they need to do is win a series. Basically, they're they're two games back. It's it's right there. And then let's wrap it up with the Giants. I'm gonna say Pretenders. I'm not a they, fan of this team at they all. They suck. They're just yeah, not good. The the roster's just not there. I'm sorry. All right. I mean, anything else you want to touch on? Well, the Oakland A's, um, they, contender and the favorite to get Otani. Yes. Yes. And move to Connecticut. They're now the <laughs> Connecticut A's. <laughs> I don't think their budget could pay for his contract. <laughs> Dude, they they can't. They literally can't. Um, They're a joke. There are players that ha- that are making more than the A's entire South. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a rough world out there. I think right? Raphael Devers makes more per at bat than the entire probably, A's roster. Probably the it's probably more than the owner has too. <laughs> Rafi could probably buy the A's. Yeah, that contract. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Just wanna. It's been a good one, gentlemen. Uh signing off. I guess. Damn. I'll see you. See you guys.